These wounds are your children, Lord. These wounds are your children. They have learned to eat their trauma for breakfast like it's a delicacy. 
Do not let them kill themselves at 3 a.m. praying for healing. What we are cannot fit into the stomach of words. What we are can barely contain itself. See, some of us are traumas that have learned to transform themselves into beautiful flowers untamed by gardens. We have burrowed so deep into the earth searching for our roots that we could almost taste our origin from the dry bones of our foremothers that never came to life. We are not our ancestors' wildest dreams. At least not yet we are on a discourse still. And we are yet to arrive. We are the middle pages in a book still being written by people who are not us, convincing us of who we were, images of black painted in violence, the beginning pages of our history, completely ripped out, misconstrued or doctored, and the last pages left blank. See the way. The weight of not knowing and of not belonging sinks as deep in the oceans where our ancestors refused to become slaves jumped in. We are stuck in between the politics of our skin and the glory of who we truly are, kings and queens. What we are is not fairy tale. We are we are tongues burdened by stories we cannot tell, for our tongues do not know our mothers, so our history collapses within our chest cavities until our hearts can no longer swim and our lungs can no longer draw in breath. So what do we do? We lick the black off our skin like it's a cleansing, and perhaps it is because no amount of holy water can cleanse the war accumulated on our flesh. What we are does not have enough black bodies to tell of our stories. What we are does not have enough mouths to tell of our wounds and our scars. What we are cannot fit into the stomach of words. What we are can barely contain itself. Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is your one and only host for her thoughts. Uh, my name is Patience Labani, and I know that it's been a while. I know that it's been a while. I've just been caught up um, in some other things, you know. Uh, as people, we are always on the move. There are things that we need to do in this life. Uh, but I'm here, you know, I'm just... Uh, basically it's a touch and go 
you know, I'm just touching base, you know, with a few poems and a few songs, you know, it's not going to be a long session. So without wasting any more time, let's get into our second poem, um, which basically I wrote as a way of addressing men and the ills in which they perform against women you know men are supposed to be uh, our protectors you know the ones that we run to yet they are the ones that cause us the most hurt so this next poem is basically about that hope you can relate and i hope that you enjoy Men who rape. Did you not violate your mother's womb enough? When you spilled her guts out. When you fed off of her organs to stay alive. When she housed you in her sacred passage of love. Only for you to come out a moving barbed scar, wounding daughters between their legs, bypassing their consent so you could steal the light, glimmering in their eyes. What is it, boy? Are you so homesick for your first country that you would slaughter every village on your path to get to your mother? Do you think a dick gives you claim over her body? Anybody, a body you know nothing of. How she learned to take care of it. How she learned to love it. How she learned to get over the trauma that almost broke her. Do you understand the magnitude of what you were stealing when you partake of her body without her consent? What the fuck is wrong with you? Do you think women out here are mattresses for you to pick and lay on however way you choose, ignoring their pleas and cries begging you to stop? Or is that what gets the motherfucker hard? Motherfucker, because every plunge you take into her without her yes is you fucking your own mother. Don't you think that you will have daughters too? That there will be someone much more worse than you or you just don't care? You will fuck them too. And to the men who beat women what the hell is wrong with you you will raise your hand to beat someone's daughter yet you cannot change a tire or fix the heat in your home you will turn her skin soft and blue then tell her you love her that is why you have to keep her in check see i have never understood love to instill fear in someone do you think beating a woman makes you a man, makes your kahunas bigger? Well, let me tell you something. You are nothing more than the taint of toxic masculinity in need of wet therapy wipes. And to the men who promise to love women, 
knowing full well that when you are with her, the only thing you see is the door. See, you will eat her out, then eat out her heart. Why? A woman can build so many beautiful worlds, yet it takes one foolish asshole to bring hers crumbling down. You would use her love as a therapy chain to fix yourself and your demons and then move on to the next woman fully healed. Then use that very same woman that you used to heal as a testimony of toxic relationships and toxic partners. Meanwhile, you were the toxic one. Not understanding that when you do that, you are leaving her with anxiety, depression, ambivalent attachments, social anxiety, and mistrust of love. And let's not forget her children that had grown attached to you that she has to explain your absence to. Let me give you a piece of advice. If you know that you do not love her, then don't fuck with her in the first place. Leave her for real man and women because you ain't shit. And to the men... Constantly complaining, bitching about how women have these unrealistic expectations towards them. Yet these are the very same men that will tear through women. Then say they're looking for a good woman to introduce to their mother. A woman that they're going to Mary, turn into wifey. This is the woman that is going to hold them down in the streets and be a freak in the sheets. This is the same woman that has to be independent but still rely on you for some things. This is the very same woman that has to bear you children. Look after those children, look after the household, and look after your needs. This is the woman that has to accept the children that you had outside of your marriage, the fact that you cheated. This is the woman that has to honor the vows that you both made, but you broke. This is the very same woman that has to give birth to your children. Deal with an ocean of emotions regarding childbirth and the trauma that came with it. And the fact that they have stepped into this new chapter of motherhood. And this is the woman that will be turning to her wounds of childbirth, but must be ready to have sex with you. Or understand when you get it outside because she's not willing to give it up. Meanwhile, you tore into her vagina so that your child can tear out of her vagina. This is the very same woman that must 
always look good and be ready to introduce to your friends and your colleagues or your entourage a bad bitch with class, you say. And we are the ones with unrealistic expectations just because we're asking for a man with a stable job with goals. <clears throat> Women, we are the last of the dying breed. Packed in heat, sent to love those who deceive. These men don't understand the level of prestige we bring to this game called life. Women, we are the dying breed. These men don't know how to hold flowers. Their grasp a little too firm on the roots and their breath a little too hard on our petals. These men will edge us to the grave. Women, we are dying. There's no breeding. We are dying. There is no breeding. Our hero of the day is Simon Ngoli, who was born on the 26th of November 1957 and who passed away on the 30th of November 1998. The reason why I chose Simon for hero of the day, although day is, it doesn't, you know, it's not enough. It's not enough. But there's so many heroes to honor. It's because Simon has done so much for the LGBTQIA community in South Africa and in general. And some of us are able to re to create these spaces and safe spaces for, you know, queer people, queer artists, because of people like Simon, who sacrificed themselves and who, who voiced out what they felt and were real activists in that way. So, Simon... Tseko Ngodi was a gay activist and anti-apartheid leader who fought for freedom and social justice in South Africa during the anti-apartheid struggle. His courage to live openly as a gay man, coupled with his tireless work within the anti-apartheid movement, helped shift the anti-gay opinions of many of those within the movement. His eventual arrest shifted both the anti-apartheid struggle and the gay liberation movement. Through living his truth and owning his identity, Ngodi facilitated a crossover of the anti-apartheid and gay liberation movements, demonstrating how these two struggles shared common ground in their fight for equality. Ngodi was integral in founding a number of major gay rights movements and organizations in the country, including GASA, the Gay Association of South Africa, and most notably, the Gay and Lesbian Organization of the Vetvatersrand. His work within these organizations would lay the foundations for South Africa to become the first country in the world to constitutionalize the protection of the rights of LGBTQIA plus people. Simon was born in Soweto as one of four children. His family lived in a state of poverty and extreme segregation. 
the strict past laws of the time made it illegal for the entire family to live together and Ngoli's childhood memories include moments of hiding from the police with his family to avoid persecution. His parents separated in his early childhood and he was sent to live with his grandparents in the Orange Free State. Ngoli's grandparents were tenant farmers and he was made to work on the farm alongside them under the strict governance of the farm's white owner he realized at an early age that his best chance at a better future started with education so he enrolled at school while continuing to work on the farm when he turned 13 Ngoli faced pressure from his grandparents and their white landlord to quit school and work full-time on the farm fearful of losing his education Ngoli fled to Johannesburg there he was reunited with his mother and her new husband in the township of Sibokeng and continued his schooling under their guidance. So you can see why it is so important in this day and age that we celebrate people like Simon who has done so much and dedicated his life to fight him for what he believed in to fight him for who he was and at the same time fighting for people like me and you know that the, there is a Simon Ngoli day in San Francisco in San Francisco uh, where he opened the first gay games in New York and was made a free man of that city by Mayor David Dinkins. In 1996, Ngoli was given the Stonewall Award in the Royal Albert Hall in London. And Canadian filmmaker John Grayson made a short film about Ngoli titled A Morphy called Simon in 1987. Ngoli was the subject of Robert Coleman's 2003 play Your Loving Simon and Beverly Ditsia's 2002 film Simon and I. John Grayson's 2009 film Fig Trees, a hybrid documentary opera, includes reference to Ngoli's activism. In addition, Ngoli's account of coming out as a black gay activist in South Africa is included as a chapter in Mark Gavisius and Edwin Cameron's Defiant Desire, Gay and Lesbian Lives in South Africa, 1994, pages 249 to 257. So ladies and gentlemen, I think it is important that we honor the people that have laid the foundation to who we are and the spaces that we're able to practice in, the spaces that, you know, we are able to share our voices. Especially more so because during their time, it was that much hard. There were restrictions and there were laws, but still they rose above, you know, all of those things that hindered them or even endangered them. So today, my hero, and I hope your hero, is Simon Ngoli. Thank you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of our show. I hope that you enjoyed the two poems that I had to share with you. Uh, it's my recent work, so I really hope. Well, the, the, the second poem. Uh, the first poem, it's more 
not actually recent i wrote it um last year end of last year so i um i wouldn't say recent but this one yeah the second one it's much more recent so anyway 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 i hope that you enjoyed the the poems that i had to share and i hope that you enjoy uh the music that i'm going to share we're going international today so you know usually the songs that i play are songs that i've fallen in love with you know at the moment that i am or at the time that i'm sharing them so i hope that you enjoy um the tracks that i'm going it's two tracks um the first one is cellophane by fka twigs um it's a beautiful song the visuals are exquisite you know i kept like you you just go check out the the song uh you know on youtube and tell me if i'm lying and the second song it's um by harry styles i almost forgot um it's by harry styles it's called as it was i've been hearing this song and you know i've been wondering like who sings this song i didn't know until as of recent so i really love this song i really love this song i i fell in love with the lyrics more than anything so yeah thank you so much for joining me and have a lovely day Stop you crying, it's a sign of the times Welcome to the final show I hope you're wearing your best clothes You can't bribe the door on your way to the sky You look pretty good down here But you ain't really good Why are we all stuck and running from the bullet? 